0: engines
1: hello in the marbles fans how's it going thank you for tuning in to us this week here at in the marbles i'm matt beamer alongside preston Lude. preston how's it going it's going good man we got a new setup here
2: yeah this is really cool like the uh Diecast on the table. I think there's a there's a fender up a quarter panel. Or well, actually, that's a door. Yeah, that's panel. a door for door panel. Yeah, I don't know what you got behind you over there. But. Uh,
1: Brad Kozlowski's uh fender, or not fender, but quarter panel.
2: Okay, quarter panel. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, so, things are working.
1: Yeah, a lot of moving parts here, man. We got new cameras. YouTube is going to be restarting here very shortly, along with this episode, our forty-sixth episode of In the Marbles. Is that what it is? I've lost count. Yeah, man, it's our forty-sixth episode here, and now I've. Not only do I have to deal with the soundboard now, I deal with the cameras.
2: Yeah, you're doing a lot of uh, button pushing over there.
1: I am, but I tell you what, it's going to be worth it.
2: In the long run, yes. Because
1: one day we'll have a producer to take care of this for us.
2: And then he'll be doing everything over there, and we won't
1: have to worry about that. No, nope, we won't. And then we got a nice wide shot of the table and yeah. set up here. And that camera, third camera can be moved to fit our needs when we have... Guest in the studio, man. Yeah, a lot of moving parts. A lot of moving parts. Things but, are looking good, but how's it going, man?
2: Things are well. Uh, a little tired, recovering from the sickness last week that you, I told you, you about.
1: Yeah, you had a crazy night last night too.
2: Yes, we did. Uh, there were a couple of different fires, but uh, I didn't really get to make it to any of them.
1: It happens like that sometimes. But man. it's just
2: well, where we're at is just such a large area. Let's just say we technically cover what four islands all together, anyways. Yeah. If you're getting toned out to a, a certain area, usually you're in a different district. So usually that first run district is going to get there and get everything taken care of before you even get there. So, which is a good thing. It, it's it's a good, a good eight
1: thing. times out of 10. I would say that's yeah. the case.
2: Yeah. So uh, yeah, a little bit busy night. I actually slept very well last night. So that nice. obviously means I was tired yesterday. Right. But like I said, still recovering from that. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it a scare, but I was a little worried last week when I texted you about being sick. Yeah, and then I got hit with the email that I was possibly uh, exposed, and I was like, "Oh, no, come on!" Yeah,
1: I just had my third COVID test done.
2: Yeah, I had my my second one done, and I it doesn't can, get
1: any easier oh, with those tests. Really? Oh, it's horrible.
2: I don't know. The second time around was much better for me. They, the guy that well, the guy that was doing it was great, and he was like,
1: uh, "He was gentle on you."
2: Well, I mean, he was just, he was talking me through everything and he's like, you've oh, yeah. done this before? And I was like, yeah, this is my second time. It and sounds so bad. Oh, the guy took me. My- yeah. He's, well, he's, he was just, he was joking with me and everything. He's like, just think happy thoughts. And I was like, I already did that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, That's so weird, man. <laughs> it was so weird. But I mean, like, you know, they, I don't even know how long those stupid swabs are, but I mean, like, wait, it feels like they're poking your brain anyways, but uh, 10 I, seconds I wasn't even that bad. Yeah.
1: Oh. Just the way you're explaining it. I man. know it's if we were if we didn't even mention COVID, it would be the most like unnatural conversation I'd have with another. Would really another yeah. individual be like what are you talking, are you about? talking about? yeah, ten seconds wasn't that bad. Oh he's yeah. gentle on you, okay, buddy? <laughs>
2: Yeah, so it wasn't. Uh, it was okay. Everything was fine. Oh God! This is totally COVID related. Everybody.
1: Golly, <laughs> dude. Okay, let's pick our words wisely from now on. Here in the show. That. Oh gosh, oh, that almost took a bad turn. <laughs> I wasn't expecting hey, man, that today.
2: Know, things happen, I guess. I,
1: I guess Sometimes. so. But um, how, how's the rest of the. How's the rest of your life going, man? Uh, life's I, good. I uh, see that you're wearing a new shirt here. Check it
2: out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the camera can uh, see We got you. Oh, I'm over there right yeah. now. You can't see it, but there it is. Uh, Racing Point Formula One, man.
1: So, yeah. You know, it's nice. I got I got my Scooter Ferrari stuff. I figured if you're going to wear your Racing Point stuff, I'll wear my Scooter uh, Ferrari stuff.
2: Yeah. So this is, I mean, this shirt is like, this Bola is awesome. This thing feels great. Lightweight everything. Uh, no
1: wonder it costs so much money. First of all, well, yeah, it's a Formula One product. They're going to cost money. Plus, yeah. NASCAR product costs money too. Some of those pit shirts, uh, very expensive. Yes, very expensive. I mean, just crazy. Like ninety nine dollars for Brakuslawski Miller Ford, you know Miller Ford pit shirt. Right. Like, holy cow, so, man.
2: I um, just uh, I will tell everybody at home. I do wear this when I race sometimes. So. Yeah.
1: Now, that's that's a funny story because I was <laughs> iRacing yesterday. When I wasn't iRacing. I was spotting for Charlie. And he said, I want to find a way to hook up my helmet to the, you know, game. And so I can wear my helmet and race and do it like that, which got me thinking. The question opening up the show, you you, you remember those how bad if you got it commercials with NASCAR where the guy would cut out a volleyball net and put it on his car window. and Yeah. And he would, um, you know. His daughter was swinging on a tire swing, and he would change out the tire swing. It's like, <laughs> how bad have you got it?" And w- one of my favorite ones was actually the um, one where he stepped out in front of a speeding car. the car slammed on its brakes, and the guy, "Are you crazy and drives off and he smells the rubber That oh, was burnt down.
2: Okay, I don't think I've ever ever seen that one.
1: My question to you is starting off the show have you ever had do you, have you ever done a how bad have you got it moment with regardless of Formula One or I mean NASCAR.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. We used to, a buddy of mine, uh, Brian and I used to do this a lot. We would always get in our car. We roll the window down and we'd always get in the car like we were getting in a uh, stock car before we would go anywhere. I, I've done that. So that, that is one of those moments I do remember now.
1: What, one of my moments is you remember the old NASCAR racing 2002 yeah. game for PC? Well, I would play that religiously and I didn't have a powerful computer. So my dad let me use his Laptop from his job, and I would sit there for hours just racing and racing and racing. And one day I had the bright idea to take their video camera mounted behind my shoulder like the in-car camera. And I had a racing helmet. I acquired somehow somewhere. I, I acquired this racing helmet. So I put on the helmet and I had the camera over there and I had it hooked up to my TV. And I was very very neat. It was um you know just like the real thing. Yeah. In my opinion, it was perfect, just perfect. My dad walks into the room, sees the TV, thinks I'm, there's a race on at Pocono, and there's an in-car camera, but then looks at me and puts two and two together and says, son, I'm worried about you. <laughs> In which I say, hey, dad, at least I'm not doing drugs, getting girls pregnant or anything like that. And he right. said, I'm still worried about I'm you. Worried that, about was you. My, that was my best how, how bad have you got it <laughs> moment.
2: The fact that he said, I'm still worried about you. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's, he was, I'm, I'm still worried about you, son.
2: Oh, wow. That's, uh. I mean, I, I like to, I do, I do have those how bad have you got it. I, I like to take it seriously.
1: Everybody does. And then when I used to mow the grass in my backyard, I still do it. I pretended I was doing Formula One laps and.
2: Oh, nice.
1: And once I tried to make it a fuel mileage race and I ran out of fuel, Michael Schumacher won. Back, <laughs> back in the day where we could uh, have fuel strategy in Formula One.
2: Wow. Um, yeah. So uh, uh, how are things for you?
1: I'm. I can't complain, man. Have you um, done
2: any iRacing lately?
1: No, no. I got my new steering wheel coming in today, so I'll be back on it. Okay, here very shortly. Um, can't wait for that new Thrustmaster, little upgrade from the Logitech.
2: Okay, yeah, I um, from the
1: entry level wheels from the wheel that you got. Yeah. So it's a good entry level wheel, but this one is. Yeah, nice.
2: I, I I love uh, I love the wheel that I use now. It's uh, oh,
1: and then um what was it? Uh, so Caroline called earlier today and she said hey is the darlington race september 6th as a matter of fact it is she said you planning to go for the weekend i said i might go for the for the xfinity race as well and she said well the kentucky Derby's that weekend do you want to go to the kentucky derby no, no. i don't well and then she said well i want to go and i not want to take mom her mom with her mm-hmm. i said well that's fine i don't want to watch one horsepower i want to watch 700 700 horsepower, horsepower. You know, I don't want to hear. Do, 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 do. I want to have room, you know, and yeah. I don't want to hear. I want to go to the race.
2: Yeah, I don't want to hear it for just one lap either.
1: No, I don't want a one lap race. No. If I want that, I'll go to a drag race.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. And
1: and, and take care of that. She then said, "I figured out the way to go, be able to take my mom and go places and go on girl trips. I just have to buy you NASCAR tickets. Yeah, yeah. If you just buy me NASCAR tickets, all inclusive paid vacation, <laughs> I, I get to go to NASCAR races and." You get to do whatever you want. I'm, I'm pacified at that point. Yeah, awesome. But that's all I got. But everything else is fine, man. Everything is good.
2: That's good. I, um, <clears throat> I get to, uh, I got formula one, uh, league action tomorrow. Nice. So I'm doing some testing today. Hopefully later this afternoon with my teammate who lives in England.
1: Now, are you telling him about the podcast? If not, I've
2: mentioned the podcast and I have, uh, the logo as my gamer picture. So,
1: okay. But have you mentioned it to your teammate?
2: Yeah, I've told him about it.
1: Did he say he would check it out?
2: I'm sure he will at some point.
1: The numbers have not reflected.
2: Well, (laughs) the numbers never reflect.
1: The numbers reflect, my friend. But uh, I'm glad everything's going well. hope everything's going well out there for everybody listening to the show and watching the show on YouTube. Forgive me. I'm looking down with the peripherals trying to figure out everything until we get a producer in here that would be willing to work for nothing at first. (laughs) <laughs> so if any volunteers out there want to be a producer for in the marbles and have a flexible schedule write me an email at in the at hotmail.com and your application will be reviewed i like that but uh, if you got nothing else man we're gonna go ahead and hop right into it we got some news to cover so we're gonna hop into the news two pieces of news i got one the 2021 nascar schedule will be out by mid mid-august as per steve phelps the president of nascar one of the big one of, Not a big story, but interesting to see what the 2021 schedule will look like with the changes to the track as far as Nashville. And in this piece of news, the talk of the town, Bubba Wallace in talks with Richard Petty Motorsports for contract renewal for 2021. It will include a pay raise and part ownership of the race team. He's also in talks with Chip Ganassi Racing in the 42 since they have to a common sponsor in McDonald's. McDonald's.
2: Yeah. That has become a very interesting piece of news in the last 24 to 48 hours. It
1: really has. And um, I'm curious to see where it will go. I don't know if Bubba will, will be willing to take the money or if passion passionate for racing and go maybe to Canassi or wherever, but he is the hot ticket item. He is the guy who's going to get the most attention right now.
2: I heard that there I were wish a, him couple, luck. a couple of drivers that were in, not really talks, but are kind of there for the 43 ride. As in, like, I think there's a couple people that they're looking I, I
1: saw, at. I saw that, too, with that. Maybe another driver. Maybe a Corey LaJoy. Right. I can't think of any other more offhand. Maybe a Austin Cindrick, mm-hmm. maybe. But he's really committed with uh, Penske here, yeah. so I, I don't know. But I'm – and a few more drivers. No, no no, names have been mentioned yet. So I'm curious to see where that will go. But that was kind of the big topic right now It's the Silly Seasons I – mean, Starting to heat up a little yeah. more in the NASCAR mm-hmm. world.
2: Yeah, that it, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. It is very interesting, though.
1: Yeah, but other than that, there's really no news going on. We're looking forward to Michigan this weekend. We'll get into more detail about that yeah. later on in the show. Mm-hmm. But you have any other news?
2: I, I do not. It was it like was, I said. It's been just kind of quiet. Kind it's of a weird. slow news week. I don't know unless I'm just missing things. I know some people like to they find like offshoot news things that are very important. I mean, everything could be important at some point, but. I just don't really see anything that catches the eye when I jump on Twitter. And usually I right. tend to see it. It just usually pops up, but I haven't really seen a whole lot. So
1: Yeah, I haven't either. I haven't either. But uh I guess this is the goodest time of ever just to wrap up the news and uh get into the British Grand Prix. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the British Grand
2: Prix. Yep. British it Grand Prix was exciting mm. only towards the end.
1: I I guess you could say that. We'll
2: say the weekend was full of a lot of different things. We had Nico Hulkenberg returning to replace Sergio Perez, who at this moment, it doesn't seem like he will be there next weekend either. Still in quarantine has COVID-19. We'll start there. Shame for Nico Hulkenberg to not even get to start the race. They had, they didn't confirm it, but team principal was talking about it was either gearbox issues or a power unit issue. So, shame there. But what do you think of the
1: race overall? I made it public on our Twitter page that it was a boring race. And to my opinion, is this and it's obvious throughout the course of the show and the evolution of this show that you're the Formula One guy and I'm the NASCAR guy. Yeah, it's pretty obvious about that. I think we're house divided on that benchmark right there. And I would say this: it's not a race to me when the leader's 32 seconds ahead. Mm-hmm. in the best battles for eighth on the track.
2: Okay, I can uh, I can understand that. To
1: to me, it's not fun. It's not fun at all for me to sit there and watch Lewis Hamilton scoot away, Botas scoot away, maybe within five seconds of him, and Verstappen is 24 seconds back. Right. It's not fun for me. That's not racing for me. Some might argue that NASCAR has the same issue as far as that, that they, like Kozlowski this weekend was two seconds ahead of Hamlin and was on a rail well
2: yeah no comparing it to nascar it's not the same and
1: thing. you can't really compare nascar and formula one two different forms of motorsports it's like absolutely it's like comparing horse racing to motorcycle racing
2: well i had somebody and i was at work yesterday i had uh somebody at work ask they said um as far as the technical side goes is we were watching the formula one race they were like is this a very technical sport, like the cars are very oh yeah. And I was like compared to a stock car, absolutely. There's I mean they both have different things to it, but I was like, You can I can tell you the differences with NASCAR, you have four gears in a stock car, these guys are shifting through eight gears and they're doing it like I think I read a fact it was like between fifty to seventy times a lap that they're yeah, doing yeah. it that many times. And I'm like, that is you have to be mentally focused for that. It's just unreal. But I mean, it's just. But I, you know, I had to, I, I was kind of breaking it down too because I said, at the end when we had issues with Valtteri Bottas, Lewis Hamilton's tire issues, and I was like, the thing compared to NASCAR to Formula One is Formula One runs different compounds that you can you can you have softs, you have mediums, you got hards, and I you know I broke it down. The softs are more faster tire, but they're they don't last as long. They're more usually for shorter runs and everything like that. So. But, yeah, there's a technical side to it, but I agree with you. The race was boring up until a certain point. Yeah, sure, we had Alex Albon getting into, who is it, Kevin Magnuson?
1: Yeah, Magnuson. Magnuson
2: sent him way off the track when he, and that's, that's another different thing about it. If it was a stock car, you're just talking about beating But with Formula One. Tire-on-tire contact is going to send that car somewhere else.
1: Right, and what I don't like about that either is it's a racing incident. It looked racing. Maybe Magnuson came down on him, but they put the blame on Alborn and gave him a five-second penalty. It's like, just like the guy's race.
2: Yeah. I, I, s- I
1: think at this point in Formula 1, coming up on their 70th year anniversary, which is awesome, I can't wait till next weekend's race to watch that. Or is it this weekend or next weekend?
2: Uh, we're, we'll be back this weekend at Silverstone again.
1: But I think at this point in every Formula 1, I mean, I heard one of the drivers say he's driving dangerously. Well, you're driving a race car.
2: Who Wait, who, wait what? Wait.
1: Who was it? I couldn't remember who he was it was like Ocon or something. Oh, Esteban Ocon. It was racing against I think the other Haas of Grosjean. Ah, uh, and Grosjean blocked him.
2: I think I do remember. And, and he something said, about "Oh, that. he's driving
1: dangerously. He's like, You're driving a race car, man."
2: I I can see where he say he'd be driving dangerously if he's almost blocking. But isn't
1: that the point? Protect your position.
2: Yeah, it is the point. But like we like you like you know you and I say. It comes down to two different forms of racing, NASCAR and Formula right. One. With Formula One, I mean, you're talking a wing on the front car. If you block somebody coming up at 190 miles an hour, the car is going to go right under you and send you into the next stratosphere, probably.
1: Or, at, at maybe best case scenario, well, that's the worst case scenario, I would say, but maybe on a more equal crazy thing, just looking at it, the driver who blocks gets a right rear or left rear puncture from the wing of the other car mm-hmm. and takes himself out. Yeah. So.
2: It's a, uh, yeah, it's it's just a fine line between it. I mean, yeah, I can understand that they say, oh, he's driving dangerously. And, you know, you have to protect your position to an extent. Right. Let's just put it that way. So there was a lot, there was a lot of things that were happening. I had that race yesterday. Yeah, there were. But I mean, like I said, I'll go back to your point. I agree, it was boring up to an extent, and I did see you put it on Twitter that like, oh, this is boring, and then
1: with the little baby, yeah, sleeping, the baby
2: falling over. But then we got, I got
1: a couple of likes from that, yeah, from people all around the world. But then Not, we
2: got, we got to the end, and things I, really ramped up for a things second. Things
1: did ramp up. Hamilton ended up winning the race, led every lap, even on the last lap, had with that left front puncture or flap, whatever you want to call it, with half a lap to go, still won.
2: Yeah, there was. That
1: 32-second lead definitely helped. For mm-hmm. Max Verstappen finished second. Botas, who was in second, had a, the same issue Hamilton did, pitted, finished 11th. And they finished up the podium for third for Scuderia Ferrari, Charles Leclerc. Definitely the number one driver in there. Sebastian Vettel ended up finishing 10th. Yeah, he's still struggling. Holy cow, that whole team's struggling. Whereas McLaren's doing well. Racing Point's doing well. Renault. Ricardo finished. He finished fourth. fourth, and Ocon finished sixth. Yeah, great and day for Reno. A really day, good day for Reno. Even though I don't like that team,
2: mm. why don't you like that team?
1: I don't know. Maybe just Alan Frost is with them, and <laughs> I just don't like Alan Frost. He's I respect him as a driver, three time champion in Formula One, but after that Senna documentary, it's like man, you're you're kind of a jerk. Ah, uh, okay. But that that's my. Personal opinion, and then uh, honorable, another honorable mention for me: Lando Norris for Racing Point, fifth. Uh, I mean, so not your typical drivers up there by any stretch of the means, except Hamilton and for Stappin or and Botas and when he doesn't have an issue. But how do you? I'm going to leave it to you. How do you uh, rate the race here for the Formula One race?
2: Uh, so I have. Let me see here. Uh, I had unpredictability at seven because it was kind of a usual thing. Hamilton's out front. We're not really going to see a whole You were line. very
1: generous with that. I'm not going to lie.
2: I gave memorability a 7. Excitement, I put an 8 because of what happened at the end. The intensity, I gave a 9 because what really happened at the end was Hamilton. Okay. Then his tire messed up. He had a uh, a blowout. And competitiveness, I put an 8 because I, you know, I kind of rate the competitiveness all over the racetrack as well. So overall, it was a 7.8. But, I mean, like, I wish – I kind of look at it back in and out. It's like a shame – that Verstappen, they chose to pit. I think he might have been a little upset about that.
1: Hindsight's always twenty twenty.
2: So, but, I mean, like, I was, when when Hamilton, well, first of all, like, you brought it up before the show, and they, when the commentators said, oh, no, it's Hamilton, and it was actually oh, yeah. Botas that blew the tire, and I was like, "Oh,
1: I was so happy about that, and then he said, oh, no, it's Botas. I got mad at the commentators, like, how do you not know? But every not- driver looks the same out there, man. They need, like, and I get it. Everybody uses their own different numbers now. It's not just based on the championship right. points mm-hmm. or position from the previous season. Yeah. But we need another, a, the better way to mark drivers.
2: And then when Hamilton's tire went out and they were like, is he going to make it? And then when they showed the the whole track map, I was like, oh, he is going to make it. Yeah, I realize ah. that too. It's like, ah, he's, yeah. no matter
1: how fast Verstappen's going. Yeah. But here's how I rated the race for the British Grand Prix. You're not going to like this. Uh-oh. Memorability five. Okay. Lucky to get that. Intensity four. Ooh. Final lap just bumped it up three spots in my opinion. Ooh. Competitiveness six. I'm look I'm trying to look through your eyes and look at the whole field. So I gave it a six. <laughs> Excitement five. It bumped up four spots. I'm not gonna lie, at the end of at the final lap. Unpredictability one.
2: Okay okay, I can give that.
1: Overall, for the Formula One race, British Grand Prix, 4.2. Is
2: that the lowest you've ever I rated a race I think that's the lowest I've ever
1: rated a race in general, and I tell you <laughs> what, I'm not at all upset about that whatsoever.
2: Well, as we lead, we still talk about it. An interesting thing I just saw today, and Lewis Hamilton, now he's moved up into first for the most races led from start to finish. He passed Ayrton Senna. He's got 20 races now that he's led from start.
1: And to that's finish. and that's a feat. I tell you what, I'm one of those guys who looks at a historical landmark like that, regardless of who it is and applauds him. Yeah. That's not an easy feat to do, lead the no. lap from lights out to checkered flag. Right. And the fact that he passed one of the one of the the greatest probably in the sport of Formula 1 of Ayrton Senna speaks volumes and I think if Ayrton were alive today, he would applaud Hamilton for that. Cause that's not an easy feat to do. Congratulations to him on that. Other than that, whatever. Well, you have anything else on uh, Formula One?
2: Uh, nope. Just uh, we'll be at Silverstone next week. That's all I got to say about yep. that. Silverstone so we'll next to... week.
1: We'll get into that at, towards the end of the show. Yep. We'll give you all the, weakest, or the race schedules coming up here at the end of the show. But I guess we'll just get into NASCAR now.
2: Yep. Green, green, green.
1: All right. NASCAR, New Hampshire. Brakuslawski claims his 33rd career win, ties Fireball Roberts for 24th on the all-time wins list. How do you enjoy the race?
2: It was uh, it was good. I didn't get to catch everything in it. Like I said, there was a couple. You know, we were doing a couple things yesterday, so I didn't get to watch the entire race. But I was tuning in when I could. So, right. I'll be honest with you. I'm not really a New Hampshire guy.
1: I love New Hampshire. I'm
2: not really a fan of the Magic Mile. Maybe just maybe the way the racing is these days. I mean, back, you know, years ago was it was a decent race to watch, but I don't know. I just maybe it's because I never do well when I play video games at New Hampshire. New Hampshire is like one of the worst tracks for me in general. I just I awful like a couple times when I would race races, I you know, I like to race. I try to get as close as I can to like a full race sometimes, sometimes not. Yeah, I like to give myself a chance maybe, but I'll be honest with you, Matt. I don't think I've, I've never won the magic mile on the video game ever. And I don't think I can even finish inside the top five half the time. I'm usually like towards the middle of the field. I well, am not a fan of it.
1: Well, I, I, I enjoy it only cause that was the, I went there with one of my friends named Max. He now lives in California was, was in the Marine Corps with him and, and um, got, got my first hot pass. I know I've said it many times on this show, but that's where I got my first hot pass and, Did you know that driving under the influence of marijuana is illegal? Driving high will get you a DUI. And if you're wondering if law enforcement can tell you're driving high, well, everyone else can. Friends? I can tell you drove high. Parents? I can tell when you drive high. Relatives? I can tell. You drove here high, didn't you? So what makes you think law enforcement can't? I can tell. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA got to see the race from a whole new different perspective it was a lot of fun so I didn't get to see it from the stands and watch the whole race there but saw Austin Dillon there winning there in the trucks and I think the 1000 career or 500th or 1000th start for the truck series Mm. so Austin Dillon won that race and then Matt Kenseth won that race and I went on pit road afterwards and grabbed a bunch of lug nuts and I I must admit I didn't bring any food or water in the pits I I wasn't expecting it. it was just kind of one of those last minute hey I want to here, I'll trade you tickets. I was like, yeah. yes.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And when I got there, I didn't have any food, didn't have any water for four hours. So I was tired, hungry, thirsty. And I might have gone to Team Penske's Pit and taken a couple bottles of water.
2: Nothing wrong with that.
1: I was thirsty, and I was willing to deal with the consequences. And nobody was there and had to do what I had to do, man.
2: How did how did that look when you did that? Did you just like, kind of, like, look around?
1: Well, I was wearing a Brad shirt, oh, was shirt, so, in- and it was a Brad fit, so I figured they wouldn't mind. Like, oh, yeah. And I, I, I was hoping he'd win the race so I could just go in and be like, yo, I'm part of the team.
2: Hey, yeah, you and,
1: know. But it didn't happen like that. It, <laughs> it didn't happen like that. And like I said, Kenseth won that race, and... It was a fun experience, man. Really fun. It's
2: a it's a good track. It it has its...
1: In fact, that picture up there with uh, Denny Hamlin. Is was, that from... That's from New Hampshire after the race. That oh, took, okay. That's how close I got.
2: Oh, <laughs> almost close enough to like, there's, reach there's your a, hand in the car. Yeah, and
1: there's a picture somewhere of um, Junior. And I was close enough where I could have slapped him in the face.
2: But you would never do that. No, right? I
1: would never do that. But, I mean, I was that close to <laughs> Dale and Junior. A lot of people would just... Hope that they could get that close to him. Yeah. But here's here's my top five for that race. Of course, Brad Kazlowski, winner of the race, dominated, finished fifth in stage one, started fourth, finished fifth in stage one, first in stage two, and won the race overall. Congratulations to him. Who do you have for number one?
2: I have Keslowski as well.
1: Yeah. He he just dominated. Yeah, he did. He great, really did. Great time. Number two, I have Lewis Hampton. Those started second, Won stage one, second in stage two, and second overall. I think he was trying to give those guys everyone for their money in Team Penske, especially with Ryan Blaney up there. Yeah. I thought he did a great job. Who do you have for number two?
2: Danny Hamlin.
1: Okay, okay.
2: <laughs> sorry. No,
1: don't be sorry, man. I, I, I think... Uh, great minds think alike. Great, line, great minds think alike. We're just kind of on the same page here. Three, I have Eric Almirola. Started first, 10th in stage one, 4th in stage two, 7th overall. Very good. He was up there all day. Yeah. He's your third as well.
2: No, I actually have him in my top five, but I have Truex Jr. as third. Okay. So, yeah, so second in this first stage, eighth, and then third overall in the race. So I think they're kind of getting their footing back a little bit.
1: Yeah, I think so, too. He's my number four driver. Oh, that's. And only because he came back from the penalty there at the end of stage one with the tire and ended up finishing in the top five.
2: That's funny because I have Al as my fourth. So we did like a flip flop.
1: Oh, uh, We did a flippity flop. Now, if the fifth driver, the fifth place driver is the same. I'm, I'm going yeah, to cover covering. it up. I'm going to cover, cover it. Yeah, cover it up. Okay. So who's your fifth place driver for the race? Matt Benedetto. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? No, wait. Really? Do you yeah. Really yeah. I that? really have Matt Benedetto <laughs> over here. <laughs> That's he's, great. He's yeah, right. He's
2: right. <laughs> you see it right yeah, there. Yeah. I see it right there too. Holy <laughs>
1: cow, dude. Yeah. You starting 19th? did finish in the top 10 in Stage 1, 10th in Stage 2, six overall. I thought he had a great run.
2: He's inside the points. He's doing 16, exactly so. what he
1: needs to to stay up there in yeah. the playoff contention.
2: Man, that's crazy.
1: Now, I have four honorable mentions.
2: Wow, I have none. So, I, I always like to hear what yours are, though. Okay.
1: Cole Custer started 14th, finished 8th. Tyler Reddick, 13th, finished 10th. Reddick's coming to life. Watch out for Reddick here. Yeah. He's in the playoff hunt. He's climbing the ladder. He's going to be in the top 16 before you know it. Jimmy Johnson, 20th to 12th at the end of the race. Rebounded well even with that spin. Just not his year. And uh, my last honorable mention, Austin Dillon. Started 23rd, finished 13th. And that is, oh, and we have to rate the race. How would you uh, rate the race? We'll start off with you.
2: My overall rate of the race came down to a 7.4. So I gave unpredictability, memorability, and excitement all sevens. And then intensity and competitiveness Both eight. I'm sure yours is a little higher than mine. Oh, it's
1: way higher. Unpredictability, eight. Intensity, nine. Memorability, eight. Competitiveness, nine. Excitement, eight. Overall rating for the New Hampshire Cup race, 8.4. I'm happy with that. I thought it was a good race with the low downforce, high horsepower package. NASCAR needs to keep it. Yeah. That is exactly what we need. It was good racing all day. It was none of this tough to pass. Hamlin was up there all day. Good racing throughout the pack. I thought it was a great race overall.
2: It was good. I, I agree with the package. Uh, you could definitely tell some guys were having, I wouldn't say issues, but they were. you could tell them they looked like they were working a little bit harder in the car, especially on corner exits. Oh, yeah. A lot so, of people
1: were washing off the track, and I thought that was great. Yeah. I thought that was It was
2: almost like a fantastic. little classic short track racing yeah, kind of deal. So, I liked it. It
1: was Up, good. Upcoming races for this week, you have a lot of them. August 7th at 6 p.m., we got the truck race from Michigan. At noon on August 8th, we have the Xfinity from Road America. Mm -hmm. 4 p.m. on August 8th, we have the cup race from Michigan. 4.30 on August 9th p.m., another cup race from Michigan. And August 7th through 9th, we have another Formula 1 Grand Prix from Silverstone. Now, we're going to go ahead and start off with the trucks. We'll start off with you. Top five who to watch out for for the trucks at Michigan.
2: My top five is uh, – I've got – yeah. I mean, I, I kind of went a little all over the place because I kind of want to see a couple of other guys step it up. But I have Austin Hill. I have Christian Eckes. I put Matt Crafton in there. Derek Krause, who's, to me, been kind of quietly getting in there. Yeah. I don't think he's really talked about very much. And then I have Grant Infinger. And then – I don't know if I'd call it really a dark horse, but I put Johnny Sauter because I think he's going to have a little bit better. He he, he
1: needs to rebound before he gets caught up and doesn't make the playoffs. Right. So here's my top five. Austin Hill, I agree with you here. Tyler Akram, Zane Smith, Brett Moffitt, and Ben Rhodes. Dark horse is going to be Christian Eckes for me.
2: Okay. I like that.
1: So going to Xfinity, I'll start off with Xfinity. Austin at Road America, Austin Sindrick having a great run. Justin Allgaier, Jace Briscoe, always a threat. Ross Chastain, Dark Horse, Noah Gregson, and Brandon Jones is going to be number five. Kind of skipped over there. Okay. But who's, uh, yeah. who's your Xfinity?
2: I have Chase Briscoe. I've got Justin Allgaier. Austin Cindric is in my top five as well. Brandon Jones. I think I would agree with you. I would probably put Ross Chastain in there as well. As far as a Dark Horse goes, I don't really know if I have a Dark Horse. Maybe Michael Annette. Okay. So... Michael Annette seems like that kind of guy that's just very quiet.
1: Yeah, I would agree. He, he's slowly coming up there. He doesn't make a lot of noise, but he's there when it counts. I feel he's having a great season so far. What about truck or the cup race? What do you got for the cup race?
2: Uh, so looking at Michigan, I kind of look for guys that tend to have speed because that's what you kind of need at Michigan is right. speed. So I have Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano. I put Jimmy Johnson in there. Okay. I think he's going to get some. He'll show up. Harvick for sure. Eric Almarola. And then a dark horse, which at this point, I don't think he's really starting to become much of a dark horse anymore. Tyler Reddick.
1: Okay. I put Tyler Reddick in my top five. I got Harvick, Kevin Harvick, Hamlin, Alex Bowman. Okay. One California. Yeah. Similar track layout, the two mile layout. I think he's got a good shot there. Martin Truex Jr., Tyler Reddick, top five. Dark horse, Clint Boyer.
2: Ooh. Good one, and
1: I think he's starting to come around. I think he's fighting for that seat for twenty twenty one. Yeah, very I agree much agree so. With that. Formula One goes without saying, but I'm going to go ahead and let you start off, Mister Formula One fan over there, Mister the Formula One guy of in the Marbles. Who do you got?
2: I look for Mercedes again this weekend. Honestly,
1: no kidding.
2: Yeah, no kidding is right for everybody at home. I'm sure they're not shocked whatsoever. I think Renault. I don't know if I would agree. Renault gets another good showing this weekend. I would probably, I'm going to venture to say, it's going to be Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas. Absolutely. Max Verstappen for sure. So that's three right there, easily. I think Racing Point, I would just look for Racing Point to turn it around this weekend and hope that they have both cars starting the race. Right. You know, Lance Stroll finished ninth this past weekend, and Hockenberg didn't even get to make it from the garage.
1: Yeah, I shame. would over so too. So,
2: I don't know. I wouldn't put... Nico in the top five, but I would put Lance Stroll up there. I think he gets a little bit better showing. He just needed to get everything under it. He, he looked fast. They looked fast in practice, but... Right. I would put Lando Norris in my top five as well again. Okay. I see him. Dark Horse, George Russell. Finished 12th uh, uh. this past weekend, and I I, okay. think, I think Williams squeezes out a point this weekend coming up. I think.
1: That would be nice to see Williams yeah. score a point finally. Here's my top five. Hamilton, Botas, First staffing. Norris... Mm-hmm. Agree with you there. Leclerc, carrying the banner for Scuderia Ferrari. Dark Horse in the Renault, Ricardo. Okay. That is my top five for this weekend.
2: I like it. I agree. I agree with that. Especially Ricardo.
1: Yeah. Daniel Ricardo had a good showing this past week. He really did. Done with NASCAR. Done with the upcoming races. We picked everything. It is time to do our debate. And our debate this week is Jimmy Johnson was voted greatest of all time, voted by his peers. Is Jimmy Johnson the greatest NASCAR driver of all time? I'm going to start off with you, because I know talking to, to uh, previous to the show starting and now uh, starting the show, I threw this idea out there that this is how the drivers feel, but is he? And I know you had some stuff to say, and I'm going to like, turn it over to you and- Hear what you got to say about that.
2: When you brought it up to me, Jimmy Johnson, why? And I was like, who are you? And when you said, oh, he was voted by his peers, I was like, okay, so here's the thing. I understand he's a seven-time champion. He's got wins under his belt, but championships are even more importance. Great driver. Has really changed the sport, obviously. You know, just like, you know, the Jeff Gordons of the sport. You know, we have drivers of different eras that have changed the sport. Is he the greatest of all time? A lot of people can argue with that one. A lot, you know, when I've asked people before who they thought the greatest of all time was, a lot of people say Richard Petty, right. 200 wins. Or, you know, some people say Dale Earnhardt, which you, I'm not knocking him. Great driver, the intimidator. He's got championships under his belt, too. But that question can go a lot of different ways for different people. And like you said, his peers voted on him. Yeah. That's what this time period is right now. You can ask fans, and I'm pretty sure plenty of fans would say that he's not the greatest of all time. He could be up there in that list. But like I told you before, that's what we have a Hall of Fame for too.
1: Yeah, and and I think he is going to go down as the greatest of all time. Does he have 200 wins far from it? Has he won in four years? No, he has not. After that crash in Pocono, things changed for him. Right. Ever since that crash in Pocono in 2016, it has not been the same Jimmy Johnson. Mm -hmm. And I say 2016, 2017. Great driver. Wish I could see him win. I hope he wins Darlington, the Roval, or Bristol. Because those are the last three chances I have to see Jimmy Johnson win a race in the Cup Series.
2: Have you ever seen him win in person?
1: I've never seen him win in person. I have. See, I haven't. And my display collection over there is without a 48 low Chevrolet. And I hope it's not without a forty-eight Ally Chevy.
2: Yeah, I saw him when it was Darlington. What year was that? It was after the plane crash of Hendrick.
1: Two thousand five. I
2: think it was four. It's either four or five. I can't. Four or quite five. Remember I think it was four, the four that head. the
1: plane crash happened because I was in boot camp or in doing Marine Corps training yeah, when that happened.
2: I, I remember it because all of their all four Hendrick cars had the the picture on the hood of the. You know, everybody that they lost in right. the crash. And they ended up winning that weekend. And Jimmy Johnson was the one that did win. So, I do remember that. Yeah. So, I haven't been able to see him win, which I'm very fortunate of.
1: Yeah. And I've I've seen Dale Jr. win. I've seen Jeff Gordon win. Bobby Labonte, Mark Marnon, Denny Hamlin number of times. Matt Kenseth, not one of the greatest, but a cup champion. A lot of cup champions. A lot of great drivers win. But never him. And if I – I feel like if I were to go – my entire time watching races because he is one. And I must say, I'm a little biased towards Jimmy Johnson because started race, watching NASCAR in 2001. When I got to 2002, I finally got everything. And I said in the past episodes that that's my favorite cup season of all time
2: mm-hmm.
1: because I finally got it all. I knew who the players were. And this guy, Jimmy Johnson comes into the picture and he wins the pole right off the bat for the Daytona 500 wins, California. And like his, eighth or ninth start and contended for a championship that year. So I've seen him all the way through his career. Big fan of his. Like watching him race. And I would say, yeah, he I'd say the drivers have called it right out of racing against him now.
2: Okay. I, I I would put him in a top five of greatest of all time, but like I said, you I mean we're just talking about his peers voting on him. There's a lot of different factors. I mean a lot of people say, you know, if it weren't for the playoff format the way it is now he wouldn't have seven championships anyway. Right, so he wouldn't. You, you have to look at like a big picture of all these different scenarios. But, I mean, I want, I'm not knocking the guy. I wouldn't say that he's not the greatest of all time. I would put him in a top five. But there is, there are people that will say there were a couple other drivers that you could probably argue with maybe. But it just I think it has to come down to the era. That's all I have to say.
1: I, I see it like this. Yeah, I don't much agree with the playoff format or the anything like that to chase for the cup. I've never agreed with that. I've always liked... The consistency and winning, finishing in the top five, finishing top ten. In the old points format, I would f- gladly finish second all season long to win a championship or wall. Right. Never win a race, finish second in the top five all season, and win the championship. Mm-hmm. Will that work now? Absolutely not. You could still do it. You could still go all the way up to the final four we and saw do it. We saw Matt, Matt Crafton last year in the truck series.
2: Ryan Newman did it.
1: Ryan Newman almost... Won the championship without a win. Yeah. It's very possible. But he played the playoffs right. He did everything he needed to do. Got himself in those positions to contend for every one of those seven championships and won seven cup championships. Regardless of error, I'd say that's a feat. In Richard Petty's area, it was a feat. It said never to be surpassed again. Enter Dale Earnhardt. All oh, these two are the only true two who ever do it. Enter Jimmy Johnson. Those playoffs. I thought he performed well. I'm going to miss him. Mm -hmm. as a driver, and I hope I get a chance to see him win before he hangs up the helmet.
2: I hope so, too. So
1: I think he is one of the greatest of all time, if not the greatest of all time. You put him up against a Richard Petty, again, different air. I would say a lot of people will vote for the king. You put him up against a Dale Earnhardt, and people will, I think, vote for Dale Earnhardt as far as fans. But on the track now, he is the best, hands down. Okay. He will go down in history as one of the greatest.
2: I think we... uh... I think we put it out there for the fans and ask yeah, out the there. fans of the show, and see what they think.
1: Yeah, do you agree with the drivers of a pick of the greatest of all time, or who do you have a pick of greatest of all time? I think it's Jimmy Johnson. As far as me, as far as where and I started watching NASCAR, by far one of the greatest of all times. Yeah, well, I'll be curious to see what people say. I will be, too. It, it'll be fun to get other people's opinions on that. Yeah. But uh, you got anything else to add to that debate? That was about it for the yeah. debate. It was just a simple, I mean, I figured I'd... Get your opinion on it.
2: Yeah, that was good. No, I have nothing else, though.
1: All right, well, then we'll wrap it up. We'll get to our driver of the week this week at NASCAR and uh, wrap up the show, man. White flag, white flag, white flag.
2: One lap to go. One lap, right here. All right, for our driver of the week and this week at NASCAR, I figured we go a little different for driver of the week. I'm going Formula One. Now, see,
1: that's why I like driver of the week. It's encompassing to every driver, no matter their auto sports, discipline, yeah. That's why I put driver of the week. I want to do this week in auto racing, but all I got is a NASCAR history book. I need to buy a Formula One history book and uh, other forms of motorsport. But
2: We'll be sure to get on that one. Yeah,
1: who's your driver? Of the, who's our driver of the week this week here at In the Marbles?
2: So our driver of the week, I figured since he came back, even though he didn't get to start, Nico Hülkenberg, German professional racing driver born August the 19th of 1987, so he's not really that old, honestly. He's, he's a year
1: 30, younger than me. Yeah, 32 and he, years old. And yeah, he's a Formula One driver, yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, that doesn't, you don't sound so happy about that. Well,
1: I, I'm happy with my career path, and I'm happy with where I'm at in life, so he can have it. Okay, I, I, I don't want to be a Formula One driver.
2: <laughs> he drove in Formula One in 2010, and then from 2012 to 2020, 2015, he raced two races of the 2015 FIA World Endurance Championship season for Porsche, winning the 24 Hours of Le Mans on his first attempt. Oh wow, that's pretty good. That's pretty good feat. Uh, let's see here, 180 entries in the in Formula One, 177 starts. Currently racing with Racing Point, just for I guess two races. We'll see yeah. if he ever comes back, like a Fernando Alonso. Right. One only one pole position ever in his formula one career, two fastest laps, five hundred and eleven total career points, no wins though, no podiums in formula one ever,
1: which it's, is a shame. It's tough to get on that podium man
2: yeah uh his first rate his first formula one entry two thousand ten Bahrain Grand Prix, and his, of course his latest entry was the British Grand Prix last week in which he did not get to start, which That's
1: is d n s
2: yeah, did not start, so he has raced with a few different teams over his Formula One career. He was with Williams at one point with Force India, Sauber, or how do you, how do you pronounce that? Is it Sauber, or Sabre? Some people say Sa- Sabre. Sauber. I say it's Sauber. Not, it's not
1: the company that bought Thunder Mifflin in the office. It's- no.
2: <laughs> That's a, I like that. Thank you for that one.
1: You're, I'm here for you, buddy.
2: So uh, Renault was another team that he raced for, and then he was replaced by Esteban Ocon. And uh, currently with Racing Point for just the time being. So, Nico Hugenberg, I feel like his Formula 1 career has kind of been plagued by, I wouldn't say bad luck, just just not living up to the hype, maybe. Right. Which, I it's a shame to see. But at 32 years old, maybe he...
1: He's still got time.
2: Still time. Still time. I believe in him.
1: Yep. Okay, man. So. That's awesome. Well, for this week at NASCAR, we go all the way back to August 7th, 1999. Brickyard 400. Title-bound Dale Jarrett enjoys a trouble-free race in the Brickyard 400 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, and claims his fourth win of the season. His victory puts him 274 points ahead of second place Mark Martin in the Winston Cup point standings. Dale Jarrett ended up winning the championship in 1999, and that's here this week in NASCAR. Man,
2: party like it's 1999.
1: That's right. And before we go, I know it's been a few weeks since everybody's heard updates on In the Marbles 2.0 on NASCAR Fantasy League on NASCAR.com in which the winner will get a $100 Amazon gift card. And for the past few months, it's been my Uncle John, who's beamer on a beamer, in the lead. The past few weeks have not been too kind for him. Uh Uh-oh. Dropping the third in the standings after this race in New Hampshire, and he's been slowly dropping. SMR R&D has caught and surpassed him. He is now in the lead with 3,388 points. Total points in the season right now. I'm in second with 3,239. Beamer on a Beamer, now third in the standings with 3,235 points. Wow. I did not see that coming, to be honest with you. I thought he was going to run away with it. He's been doing so well all year. Not anymore. Not anymore. My favorite entry, Meep Meep, 3,018 points. He's he's coming alive, man. Yeah, watch out. He's coming alive, and I think he's going to be a factor there. S-Blades. And fifth place now with two thousand nine hundred and forty six points. Crunchy Enterprises, two thousand seven hundred and eleven points, forty-three and me. I missed you. SMR operations, two thousand nine hundred and one points. Sixth place. You can miss me because Crunchy Enterprises is in seventh place. I apologize for that. So you got two thousand nine hundred and one points.
2: You can you can miss me every week. I I know I'm not coming
1: out of that hole. You might, you might, (laughs) because Meep Meep's been slowly climbing the ladder, ladder, man. He's He's like a Tyler Reddick. Yeah, he's coming up there, man. You got to watch out for him. He's a sleeper. Forty three and me, two thousand five hundred ninety three points. Jay Walker Flocka with one thousand eight hundred and sixty seven. Wiregrass Racing with one thousand six hundred seven and BK Racing underscore fifty seven with one thousand five hundred forty eight. I would say from. Eighth place on town, 43, me, Jaywalk, Flocka, and Wiregrass Wiregrass Racing and BK Racing, 57, are out of it.
2: Yeah. Better luck next year. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Seventh place is, like we said last week, in that danger zone of going away from it. You're in the danger zone.
2: Good. I live my life in the danger zone. Yeah,
1: okay. Kenny Loggins. (laughs) Fifth place, S-Blades, I would say danger zone, but anywhere from fourth on up has a chance to win it. If I win it. We're gonna give the Amazon gift card away somehow. I don't want to. That would be uncouth. I feel if I went in, and say, hey, I got the Amazon gift card. Better like next year, right? Or maybe just roll it over to next year. Winner get if that's a good thing. If one of us wins any race or fantasy thing we do, we should give. We should roll it over to next year, so it would be a two hundred dollar. I, I would feel bad if you know I won it and it's like, oh, okay. I kind of agree with that. It just makes the pot more sweeter, I say. Yeah. If one of us wins, will, yeah. Because I, I would feel bad. Yeah. If that happened. But that's all I got. And now and I think that's about it, man. That's wraps up the show. I think it's a great show. We got YouTube coming back. Be on the lookout for that. And uh, you have anything else before we wrap up this show, our forty sixth episode, man. We're coming closer. I still haven't gotten any ideas about the fiftieth show, but we'll make something. We'll we'll find something
2: nope i think that's it let's uh let's send it before i get blown away by this storm coming up.
1: that's right we are under a tropical storm warning here i think it's supposed to hit us later in the afternoon if i'm yeah. not mistaken yeah. you're you're mr weatherman so you would know better than me
2: yeah i've been following for days so yeah it'll be later this afternoon
1: but um i guess if you have nothing else we'll go ahead and wrap it up here bud Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here at In The Marbles. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube for the latest and greatest from the world of In The Marbles and auto racing. I'd like to thank Preston Lude for showing up today and being a part of the show. And thank you again for listening to the show. And Make sure to go rate us on all podcast platforms and show us how we're doing and how we can improve. From Preston Lute, I'm Matt Beamer. Stay safe out there and have a good rest of the week. What's good for your heart, nutritious, delicious, and blue all over? We call it a Boost of Blue. Blueberries are heart-healthy and packed with flavor and nutrients like fiber and vitamin C that can give you a lift all day long. So call it whatever you like. Just remember to grab a Boost of Blue.